You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. so much for coming back for another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I am your humble host, Ryan, as always. I think this week we're going to do something a little different. This may actually be a new thing. I drop an extra episode, I don't know, every week, every two weeks, depending on how the news hits. And we do news around the equestrian world. Because those that keep up with equestrian sport, uh, particularly the race industry, just probably saw a huge story drop uh, just a couple hours ago here on Monday, the, uh, the 21st. And, and quite honestly, if you know the parties involved, you knew this was going to happen. So the stain on the horse industry, particularly the race industry, that is known as Bob Baffert, will be stripped of his seventh Kentucky Derby win because Medina Spirit has officially been de- disqualified from the 2001 Kentucky Derby. And for those that don't know, during the Kentucky Derby in 2001, Medina Spirit won the race, and Bob Baffert got his seventh win, which was a record, and then when they drug tested the horse, the horse failed the drug test. The drug that was found was a drug that's normally injected into the joints to alleviate swelling and pain. Baffert said that they didn't inject anything, that it was a topical ointment, this, that, and the other. It's Bob Baffert, okay? You can't trust anything that comes out of the man's mouth. So Medina Spirits owners now will not collect that $1.8 million check. Uh, yeah, Churchill Downs had been holding that thing for almost a year now. The, the funny thing is, is, is Baffert had threatened to sue Churchill Downs uh, over this whole ordeal. And uh, yeah, look who has got egg on their face today. So, along with that decision, guess what? Baffert has been suspended for 90 days. And that's going to be kind of a big deal. Because there are three uh, three-year-old colts at Baffert's barn right now that are planning on making a big run. Two of those three are undefeated. So, that means those horses are going to have to be transferred to someone else if they're going to run this year. And they still have to have qualifying points. So, yeah. So there's no word in this article if his already three-year ban was lifted in lieu of the 90 days, or if they were waiting for the uh, the three-year ban to take effect, or however that's going to work. I, it doesn't say. But it does stand right now. There is a 90-day ban on him. Um, so, yeah. Oh, also, too, to add, for those that do not know, um, the horse, Medina Spirit, who had won the 2001 Kentucky Derby, the horse died in December of this year, of uh, last year, by the way. Um, inconclusive on the necropsy, but, uh, yeah, died of a heart attack as a three- or four-year-old. Yeah. So, moving on from that, the equestrian world dodged a bullet here. 
Uh, apparently, there is a new strain of the equine herpes virus out, uh, you know, EHV-1. So, this one is called H752, and it doesn't fit in either of the two known categories that, that we have, uh, the two known recognized strains of um, herpes virus. And actually, since most laboratories test for those uh, two that we recognize or know about, this third one actually would show up negative on a uh, on a test. So this actually goes back to March of 2001 when veterinarians were running some routine checks. Um, they were performing, you know, routine care. It was 30-something horses at a show barn in Pennsylvania when they realized 10 of the horses had mild fevers. Um, the horses were acting healthy. They were acting alert. But when they did more specific tests on them, boom, there it was. So without their research and without their testing, we could have had a French-like outbreak, um, which caused some horses to be euthanized. So good for them. So a horse facility in Texas is now under official quarantine after a horse there succumbs to EIA. So officials at the Texas Animal Health Commission have confirmed that a euthanized quarter horse that resided at the Parker County premises tested positive for equine infectious anemia. So, for those that don't know what this is, it's a viral disease. It attacks the horse's immune system. This is what we have Coggins tests for. So, you guys that are lack in those Coggins tests, yeah, just don't think about it with horses that are just traveling. You need to be getting those things every year uh, when you're getting your shots and have your vet come out. And this is why we require Coggins. I know a lot of folks like to ride around dirty, dirty, no Coggins, do whatever, have their horses exposed to other horses, this, that, and the other. Please do not do that. Get your Coggins done. Get your, you know, they're not that expensive. My, my vet charges like 35 bucks. I mean, what's an extra 35 bucks when I'm already getting shots and health checks and everything else? So if you want to know the symptoms, uh, so you're going to have progressive condition loss, muscle weakness, poor stamina, fever, depression, and anemia. There's no vaccine for it. And when a horse gets it, it will eventually die uh, or have to be euthanized. Um... The deal with this is if the horse does live, um, usually they have to be placed somewhere and uh, they have to be 200 yards away from other equids. So there's actually special uh, special places that they actually put these horses. I think there is a place down in Florida. Um, that That's what they do. They cater to these horses. So now moving away from the doom and gloom and we'll step over to the... Uh, Cutting Horse World with some quarter horses. The National Cutting Horse Association Hall of Fame um, will have its induction ceremony held, ceremony, excuse me, held during the 2002 National Cutting Horse Association Metallic Cat World Championship Futurity in Fort Worth, Texas. So the quarter horses that we will see are Crazy, Woody's Baby, Raisin Kittens, Hiss and Vinegar, and Sanctus. And the members for 2002, which would be H.L. Atkin, Gay Copeland, Lloyd A. Jenkins, Charles E. King, Phil, uh, excuse me, Phil Rapp, and Louis Ray. So if you're in the barrel industry and you haven't been living under a rock for like the last couple of weeks, you know that with the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, the entire barrel industry got set ablaze. So Wenda Johnson would during her qualifications, would actually set an arena record of 16.17 on her horse MacGyver Moon Flash, which is a 8-year-old bay gelding owned by 
Trey Mesa horses. So she blew the arena record away again uh, during one of her qualifying runs when uh, she actually ran a 16.08. So that sets her up nice for a 2022 NFR right off the bat and uh, a nice $24,520 paycheck. So my folks in the endurance world, if you keep up with the uh, US FEI endurance stuff, uh, they've updated their policies and procedures, so you might want to check into that since it took effect in, on February 16th, which was last week. Um, so a couple more little quick stories here. The world's largest Arabian and half Arabian horse show will return to Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, known as the largest Arabian horse show in the world, the 67th annual Scottsdale Arabian Horse Show is set to begin on Thursday, February 17th, last week, and runs through Sunday, February 27th, hosted by the Arabian Horse Association of Arizona. The horse, tradi- uh, excuse me, the show traditionally become- welcomes over 2,000 Arabian horses and over 9,000 entries annually. There are 1,200 classes for youth, amateur, and professionals. So the 2022 Winter Equestrian Festival was Saturday night, February 19th, and we got to see Jeffrey Hesslink make his childhood dream come true with the uh, $100,000 Peter Wetherill Palm Beach Hunter Spectacular. I bet you cannot say that three times. Stefan Peters and Sopin Casper step out for the first time since the Tokyo Olympic Games. Competition in the desert, International Horse Park heated up as the California sun went down on Friday, and it was Olympic silver medalist Stefan Peters aboard his longtime mount, Sopin Casper, I still can't say that, who took home his first Grand Prix win since the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. So, U.S. Dressage announced its, uh, its team for the Doha. So, the competition will begin Thursday, February 24th. With the FEI team competitions for grades 1 through 5. And the U.S. pair dressage team will be Rebecca Hart on a Dutch warm blood. Um, named El Corona Texel. Cynthia Scrinchy will be a top west side. A 19 year old Dutch warm blood. And Kate Shoemaker atop a 7 year old Rhineland. So Mark Todd, a two time Olympic champion and equestrian is and now notable racehorse trainer has temporarily lost his training license pending an investigation into a video showing him striking a horse with a branch. So this will actually prevent him from racing horses in Britain, where he's at, and internationally. If I'm not mistaken, I think he is actually from New Zealand. So basically there's a video that was posted on social media of him basically beating a horse with a stick, trying to get it to uh, jump over some water, and then... Yeah, it was about a two-year-old video from what I understand. And then when they asked him for a statement, this is what he says. Uh, One of the main things I preach is about establishing a mutual respect between horse and rider and that patience and kindness is the best way to get results. Uh, I believe this is one of the main attributes along with great empathy with animals that has enabled me to have a long and successful career in eventing and racing. Don't beat horses with sticks. I mean, come on. Come on. That's not patience. So one of those heartwood, uh, heartfelt feel-good stories now. So 
Warwickshire Showjumper Competing Despite Cancer Diagnosis. A showjumper from Warwickshire, England, has managed to continue her professional career despite being diagnosed with breast cancer. Georgie Brown was diagnosed in February of 2021 at the age of 29 and has been through six rounds of chemotherapy, surgery, and radiotherapy. Cancer has not stopped her from doing what she loves, however. In fact, after the first round of chemotherapy, she competed in London and won. How about that? Now, along with her Warwickshire-based team, she is training for a competition in Spain next month and hopes the team can bring home a trophy. How about that? I've watched so many people go through chemotherapy and what it does to people. It wrecks you. It absolutely wrecks you. As watching friends go through it and having worked in medicine, it absolutely wrecks you. And I couldn't even think about being on a horse, let alone competing at a high level. So kudos to her. Georgie Round, you should be an inspiration for everybody. Alright, so now for a little bit of commenting on comments, where I take all your TikTok comments and answer any questions that you got. So, this one's from Crease246. Can you do uh, can you do a video on line breeding? The reasons good, bad about it. Uh, I have a gelding that's line bred. I love him, but he's not the smartest horse in the world. I do not want to take off the entire horse community, so I probably will not be doing a video on line breeding. So... Line breeding is like this. When it works, we call it line breeding. When it doesn't work, we call it inbreeding. So, there's that. Alright, this comment is from the Savage Cowboy. One of our trail horses is the next barrel horse. He is such a sweet mare. And, yeah, you're going to get that a lot. Everybody's got this idea that these barrel horses are fire-breathing dragons that you can't control. And I'll be honest with you, the majority of barrel horses I know, and I'm in the industry, are perfectly fine out on the trail or giving kids pony rides as they are in the alley throwing their head around ready to go. That is a that is a reaction to them knowing their job. When you when you see them scooting around in the alley, chomping at the bit, pawing that foot, they know what's gonna happen. They know what's about to happen and they love it. They they know their job. I mean it, they're just antsy. They're they're ready to go. It's like you can have a deadheaded off the track thoroughbred and you, you know, blow a bugle around him, his ears are going to perk up, okay? He knows what that sound is. Same way with barrel horses. So, don't be scared when somebody says, hey, it was an ex-barrel horse. Go ride the horse. If it's a good horse, buy it. If it's not a good horse, don't. But I'm telling you, the majority of a lot of these barrel horses out there, especially if they're like MBHA-type horses, and it's a weekender or somebody like that had them, it was probably their trail horse to begin with. They worked it on cans, and now... You know, it, it, it's up for grabs because they want a better horse. So, the Chestnut Mare owner says, Congratulations on 50K. Thank you so, so very much. Yes, I finally hit 50K on the clock app on TikTok. And it's been a heck of a ride. It hasn't been that long. I, I probably could have hit it a month ago. But I kind of slowed down a little bit on content. You know, some stuff's going on. I'm doing this, doing another podcast, trying to do Patreon. It's been busy, guys. But I'm going to pick back up on my content. So we started the series 
this morning, Monday the 21st of February, the series on Sergeant Reckless. This is probably going to be a five or six part series. The first three minutes of it dropped this morning. Another three minutes will drop in the morning and so on throughout the week, guys. So that is an amazing story about an amazing horse who also happens to hold an official rank in the Marine Corps. Um, yeah, you're going to have to check that out. So uh, it, it, it's, it's an awesome story. So off of the comments for a second, I had an awesome experience over the past weekend. I got to hang out with Jessamine Rice and Flo Smorgoner in person. Uh, we had a great lunch and then went over to a few tack shops, did some, did some horsey stuff over the weekend. It was absolutely fabulous uh, to sit down with both of those gals. Uh, you can check back at some of the, the past episodes. I've done a few episodes with both of them, them by themselves. Um, Jessamine, as you know, works at the Therapeutic Riding Institute of Ohio and does some amazing work. Flow trains off the track thoroughbreds uh, here in Aiken, South Carolina. And I, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had with other horse people in my life. The conversation was great. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for, for two better friends. So with that, I will leave you guys to your week. I'm sorry it's a short one this week, but I'm busy. I'm really busy. Busy, 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 busy. And uh, you're not paying for this thing. Come on. You're getting free. You're getting about 20 minutes of free entertainment out of me this week. And uh, next week, I promise it's going to be better. Uh, I've got a huge show. It's going to be a long one, but it's going to be an amazing one. We're going to be talking about Mustangs and other feral horses. And we're going to have a trainer on that does nothing but work with those guys. So if you're into the feral horses, then you definitely are going to want to stay tuned next week. Uh, if you want to give back and you want to help me out, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Chastain, And uh, there's tiers there uh, all the way from, I think, 5 bucks a month to 20 bucks or 15 bucks a month. I have to go back and look. Uh, you get all kind of cool perks and extras. You get to vote on content. You get one-on-one time. Uh, you get a super secret podcast that I do just for patrons over there. Uh, you can even get a phone call with me and we can talk about your horse or how your mom and them's doing. It doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, at the, at the top tier there, you can, uh, you can talk one-on-one. So all your people want me to help you go through your paperwork on your horses. There's your opportunity right there to get me one-on-one over on patreon.com forward slash J Ryan Chastain. We have a Facebook group over on Facebook. If you're into Facebook, uh, or your mom or grandma's still on Facebook, doesn't matter, borrow their account. Um, it is Ryan's Horse Talk on Facebook. It is a heck of a group of folks over there. Uh, lots of memes. Lots and lots and lots of horsey memes. So go check it out, Ryan's Horse Talk on Facebook. I also like to thank Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is the easiest way to make a podcast. If you've got a smartphone, you have got a podcast, make a machine. Go check them out today at Anchor.fm. For those that's been bugging me about the store, guess what? The store is going to be back up pretty soon. I am partnering with some other content creators on there uh, and going to showcase some of the products that they make. Some of them are great artisans and make some great products. So check out. It's going to be really, really soon. Uh, I've got one definitely on board, and I've got another one that I'm still kind of negotiating with. And once we get that sorted out, the store will be back up and going. That's me clapping my hands in the background. You can't hear it. 
So with all that said, I love you guys. I mean it. Next week, big show. Tune in. Hopefully, we'll be out on Monday on time. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I actually have a show out on Monday on time instead of Tuesday or Wednesday. But you know what? Daddy is busy. Daddy is very busy with very bad ponies. So again, love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you next time.